Okay, so this is interesting. Why would this guy commend a dishonest steward? Well, let's look at this passage, and it ties to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, which we're doing the votive mass um, together here as we join around the world. This votive mass that I'm doing is for the first Friday, the Sacred Heart of Jesus. Again, please join us this evening at 8. But anyway, in Luke, this steward has to get an, give an account of what was given to him. Now, the first thing that should pop into our mind is that's exactly what we're going to have to do. It's very daunting. It's very eye-opening. We will, at death, have to give the exact same account that this steward gave. Now, accountable for how we used all that was given to us. Remember your three T's, time, treasure, and talent. <clears throat> I remember once being at the dinner table, and I said to Father Seraphim, he, he said something to me, I forget to the effect of, what are you doing this weekend, or where are you assigned, or whatever. I said, no, I've, I got this assignment, this assignment, this assignment. And Father Seraphim then um, turned and I said, and I'm going to try to catch a little of that Michigan football game. And Father Seraphim looked at me and he says, you do realize that you will have to be accountable for every minute of your life. And he says, do you want to have to explain to the Lord that you were watching football? <laughs> and I said, well, it won't be too long, Father. Uh, it won't be very long. But anyway, how do we know how we are doing in time, treasure, and talent? Are we giving back to God and man our time? Are we giving back to God and man our treasure, especially man, or treasure to the church, and our talents? We can tithe not just on money, but we can tithe on what gifts God gives us. As I've said before, if you're an accountant, you can maybe donate it to church to help balance the books. Or if you're a carpenter, you might be able to help build a shed and behind the church property, whatever it might be. But look Every day, do a particular examine. I've done some homilies on these before. You can find them online about what we do as Marians twice a day. And it's called an examine, where you walk through your day from the time you get up, and we do one at midday. And then again, when we go to bed, we do one from midday to the end of the day. And you walk through reflecting on every word, deed, and action that you did. And let me tell you, there's nothing more humbling because when you go back and reflect on your day, you can be like, gee, why did I say that? Or gee, why didn't I say something? So we see that as a training tool for what we're going to have to do one day before God. Let's get used to it right now. Because it's a lot less painful now when we know where we can fix things. We still have an opportunity to repair. And so then we will not have to be fearful of our judgment day. Now, this is why the daily examination of conscience is so important. I spoke with Father Gallagher uh, out in Colorado a couple weeks ago. He has a great book on the examination of conscience, if you want to pick that up somewhere online. But anyway, now we go to the steward here, and he's just like the prodigal son. Why? What does prodigal mean? Prodigal means to squander. And the great parable of the prodigal son, he squandered what he was given. And right here it says, 
It was reported to him for squandering his property. So we have another squanderer in addition to the prodigal son. Now, we have to look at what do we squander? Again, time, treasure, or talent. Do we waste our time? Do we waste our money? Do we waste our talents? How many times does somebody say, gee, what an athlete that guy would have been? He just wasted all that talent. Or how much time do we waste? Things that really don't have a purpose or meaning. You know, we can waste our money. Do you know one-third, that's amazing, one-third of all lottery winners of over $100,000 go bankrupt? Over a third of all lottery winners go bankrupt. Very interesting. So we must remember as steward, as stewards, nothing is actually ours. Nothing. Even your children. That's why we in the Catholic Church stand against abortion because it's not something that is our body. Your, your body is just a home as a steward for that little life that God is bringing into the world. And so we are even stewards of our children. We're not owners. We own nothing. Everything we have is what God has given us. So if we belong to God, which we all want to say we do, right? Then everything we have belongs to God, even children. So it's not about what material goods we can take with us after we die. It's more about how we use those things that are here on earth given to us. And how we love will follow us into the afterlife. So, Christians. Christians are interesting. We have all the fullness of the truth. But do you know Christians overall give 2.2% of their income back to God as a whole? Now, some of you are so beautifully generous. And I don't just mean to the Marian fathers. Just in general, back to God. However God puts on your heart to do it. Might be at some soup kitchen in your neighborhood, wherever God puts on your heart. But only 2.2% of Christians give back to the church or to God. And you know what's interesting? Catholics are half of that. Christians overall are 2.2% of their income. They give back to God. Catholics are half of that. We're just barely over 1%. So that's an eye-opener, I think. Not again, I'm not just saying to the Marians, I'm saying to any cause that God puts on your heart. That's a beautiful gift. Pope Francis. Now, this is an odd one. I want to be very careful here. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to report the facts. Pope Francis just issued a list of seven new mortal sins. Have you seen this? The traditional seven mortal sins, do you know those? The capital sins, right? Pride, sloth, anger, envy, lust, greed. These are, and gluttony, those are the seven. Those are traditionally the seven mortal sins. Pope Francis has added seven new ones. And one of them, again, I... I should be careful here. I'm just going to say maybe you should look it up. One of them is being obscenely wealthy. Now, it's never been taught by the Catholic Church that having wealth is a sin. It's what you do. Abraham was wealthy, 
right? It's what you do with it. I think of Tom Monahan. Tom Monahan, one of the greatest philanthropists, is a very wealthy man, but what he does is extraordinary. So I'm not sure how we would call Tom Monahan living in mortal sin because he's wealthy. I'm not sure. So I want to be very careful here. I want to be very careful. I haven't read the detail, but it just seemed to fit perfectly with what we're talking about here. So we have to, I'm going to have to read more about that, so more on that to come as we go along. But despite all that, even if we don't look at what we did with money, how about the other things given to us? What about the grace of baptism? Have we used that? Do you know you're given a gift of baptism that nobody else in the world is given? Even we're near to the degree of the gift we were given at baptism. What is the gift you were given at baptism? It's not money. What is the gift that you were given at baptism that is worth more than any money could buy, any talent that you could ever have as an athlete or a scholar? What is it that you were given as a gift at your baptism? The three theological virtues, faith, hope, and the greatest of these is love, charity. And so let us not underestimate that gift. How are we using those? How are we using our faith? Are we sharing it with our loved ones, family, coworkers, even if it's not reading from scripture, but just the way you live? Are we sharing hope? Are we optimistic that God will all this is under the providence of God. Never lose trust. And most of all, do we give the gift of love? Are we loving our neighbor and each other as Christ would? How about the gift of the sacraments? Are we utilizing the gift of the sacraments? When's the last time we've been to confession? When's the last time that we have really reverently received Holy Communion? These are the biggest gifts you could ever be given. What about receiving with reverence, attentiveness, and devotion? Or do we just throw our hand out there and start staring up at the ceiling and looking around, oh, it's time to receive and popping it in our mouth like a tic-tac or tic-toc nowadays. <laughs> it's very important that we have that reference or that reverence. This is a huge responsibility. So how do we use these for the kingdom? How about the fact that you've been given freedom? How have we voted? Have we voted to uphold the dignity of human life, the sanctity of marriage between a man and a woman, and the preservation of religious liberty? God gave us certain gifts, and to some more than others. To whom much is given, much is expected. And to us Catholics, he's given us the most. Now, I shouldn't sigh, meaning like, oh, whoa. We should be joyful. To whom, yes, much is given, much is expected, but don't run away from that. It's not anything but a beautiful gift. And so this is what we have to understand. So use what is not yours, given by God, to be able to glorify God talents, temporal, earthly things, money. Gain what will be actually yours forever in heaven. That's the message of this gospel. That's what he's trying to tell us. 
For example, we can help souls in purgatory. That's love. Why? Because after you help them now and they get to heaven, you'll have an army. You'll have an army with you. And when you get to heaven, you'll meet that army. I can't even imagine how amazing that would be to walk into heaven when our Lord allows us to enter and to meet all the souls that are there to greet you, that are going to thank you that your sacrifice of time, treasure, and talent on this earth helped them get to heaven because of your act of love, because of your act of charity for the church, either through your time, your talent, or your treasure. It's a beautiful thought. It's a beautiful thing to even look forward to. You know, the greatest act of charity, they say, is praying for the holy souls. Why? That's what our own founder, St. Stanislaus, said. Why? Because they can't pray for themselves. We just had a show on last uh, on Wednesday night on EWTN about purgatory. If you haven't seen it, it's on our website, livingmercy.org. And there we talked about the beauty of praying for the holy souls. And St. Stanislaus, our founder, said it's the greatest act of charity because, yes, it's beautiful to help your neighbor, but in a way, your neighbor can help themselves to a certain degree. Now, sometimes, you know, not fully because they might be handicapped or, or, or something or, or sick. But for the most part, holy souls are helpless. Only we can help them. They can't help themselves. So this investment in praying for them and helping them get to heaven so that they'll return it to you to get you to heaven is greater than any 401k. I always laugh. I try to tell our employees because unfortunately we can't pay um, what Microsoft or Apple or Google pays their employees. So when everybody interviews, I always tell them because I know that when it gets to the salary part, they're going to be like, oh man, I was hoping it would be more, Father. And I always say, well, you know, our salaries really aren't the greatest, but our retirement plan is out of this world because you have something greater, and that is the graces being working here. Well, anyway, the measure by which you measure will be measured out to you. And so that's what we have to remember. And then I want to finish by saying at the end of the gospel, it said the master commended him, the dishonest man. I wanted to touch on that. Why would this master commend the dishonest man? Yes, on prudence for thinking about the future. Now here's the thing. He didn't commend him for being dishonest. He commended him for thinking about the future. Then Jesus goes on to talk about the sons of this world. And he said, the sons of this world are wiser than the sons of light. Well, wait a minute. We've always been told the opposite, right? We've always been told that the sons of light, the children of God, are wiser than the sons of this earth. Here Jesus says, no, the sons of the earth are wiser. Why? Why does Jesus say this? Because they're wiser on planning for their future in worldly terms, and we don't even think about our future in eternal terms. And so Jesus is saying, be wise. Do we put as much time planning for eternity that we do for retirement? That's what Jesus is asking here. Too much time we usually spend thinking about our earthly future, but not about our real future. So true wealth consists not in what we keep here, but in actually what we give away. Because that 
will be the measure of love. Did we love our neighbor? Thus, possessions are a great responsibility. Your time, your treasure, and your talent. And so God bless you all for always being here with us because you're giving of your time. The very fact that you're watching us, you're tithing to God. And the very fact that you have joined us, and you're going to join us tonight at 8, and tomorrow at 11 if you can. And if you can't, you have prior commitments. It'll remain up there. You can watch a replay. But even if you never donate a dollar, that's okay. Some of you are unable, and that's just fine. God knows that. But we all have time. And some of us have talents, too. I get a lot of writers from people saying, Father, I'm, I'm writing a thing for my catechism class, or I'm putting together a little program for the students. God bless you, because that is a beautiful gift. Others don't have talents, but they might have been given the gift of resources, financial, to say, Father, I'm not a missionary. I really don't know how to do that, but I can help support the Marian mission over in, in the foreign lands or right here in the United States with what you're doing. That's a special calling from God. So whatever it is that God has called you to do, even if it's nothing else but watching this Mass, you're giving of something, something of yourself. And that's what God is asking us to do. Be a wise steward. So to everybody who's part of our Marian family, you're already head of the game. You're already a wise steward because you're part of our Marian family and we give each other prayers. That is a huge gift. So thank you to all of our Marian helpers for using wisely the gifts God has given you, and especially at baptism, your gift of faith. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you and God bless you.